Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The 2024 Auburn Tigers football schedule is out. Let's talk about it on this Friday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What's up, Auburn family, man? TGIF. I hope everybody's had a good week. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Fired up, Blake, fired up. Big weekend on the planes. We got USC coming in, hoops Sunday. Ton ton of big time recruiting visits this weekend for Hugh Freeze and his staff and uh, we're gonna talk about this schedule Blake we already know now uh, who we got playing next year and when I'm fired up to talk about it how are you today man I'm doing well man I'm doing well uh, like you said excited about this weekend uh, a lot of OVs coming to town uh, unofficials and everything like that man just getting uh, amped up for early signing day and like I, like I keep saying, just the intensity around the program. Uh, the basketball team, a big dub last night. Uh, we kept saying that that was a team, you know, not to sleep on with USC uh, rolling into town and all the LeBron James talk and everything like that, you know. Uh, didn't want to get caught, you know, just sleepwalking basically. And, uh, and everybody keeps saying, when is Auburn going to be ranked? When is Auburn going to be ranked? And I think if you win Sunday against USC, uh, I think you might find yourself in the polls and you're sitting really well in the Kim Palm right now. I think you're in top 10, I think ninth to be exact. So a big time win for Bruce and the boys. They keep getting better, not turning the ball over. A heck of a game last night. I know yeah. it started slow, but Trey Donaldson always brings it. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that more on another episode. Uh, but love to see the guys getting it together on the hardwood, Dustin. And like you said, man, this schedule is out, the 2024 schedule, man. Uh, I, I'm excited just the way it sets up. Um, I, I think it's a favorable schedule for the Auburn Tigers. Um, I think there's a chance to win some games on this schedule. Uh, I know we get what we get eight home games on the schedule. Like, yeah, come you go ahead on, and pull man. that bad boy up. Yeah, man, I'll pull it up right here. Let me get this. Uh, let us get me over there, and then bang, we will pull this thing up right here. Man, that looks favorable, Dustin. That yeah, the two favorable. bye the two bye weeks there in the month of October is really interesting. Um, something that I haven't had the time to do. Um, is that is that unique to Auburn, or is that a new thing that's kind of going on with all the SEC schedules? Is everybody getting two bye weeks? Yeah, yeah, you get two now. 
Okay. Well, I'm a big fan of that then when you consider the expanded playoffs, these kids are being asked to play more games and all that. So if you're going to throw kids out of games uh, for big hits in, in the name of player safety, then I am in favor of adding the extra bye week there. So uh, let's start here, Blake, with uh, the first four, Alabama A&M, then Cal coming, New Mexico, and Arkansas. Sitting here today, I know this is December 14th. We got <laughs> a lot of roster <laughs> turnover still to go. But yeah. as of right now, this looks like a pretty favorable four games. And, I, and keep in mind, I was at the New Mexico State game, so I'm not overlooking anybody. But uh, I like these first four here before we f- see uh, Oklahoma coming in there for the first time. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. And, and just looking at the, the big picture from the Auburn uh, point of view and what Auburn should do uh, is win these four games. So you get them at Jordan-Hare Stadium, uh, I think, the Cal game should be a night game. Um, I, I think, honestly, I think the Oklahoma game, I think that should be a night game. I know it's not it going to be. be. I know it's not going to be. <laughs> um, they'll find a way to not make that a night game. Uh, they'll probably put it at like 11 a.m. or something. Just, you know, I mean, you know how we get done. But Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but th- those first four, man. Alabama A&M, that's going to, you know, that's a that's just a test to see where you're at. Uh, try to, you know, get all the kinks worked out. And then Cal, look, Cal, they vastly improved throughout made the a bowl. year, man. Yeah, they made a bowl game, and, and they improved. Uh, and they had the new quarterback come in, and, I mean, it was just a complete turnaround after that Auburn game. Uh, defense got schooled a couple times out there in the Pac-12, but, happens uh, they got yeah they got they got the six wins man good for them uh new mexico you know hopefully they don't beat us like their big brother did uh but you know <sighs> we should win that one <laughs> like i was hoping so bad that 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 brian harson to new mexico rumor was true because yeah. all of a sudden september 14th would have been a sold out must see for auburn fans that uh, that one i was i was praying that that one played out do you do you think there would have been golf balls and mustard bottles thrown onto the field? Bro, I don't – I know this. <laughs> if we would have lost that game, it would have been a – all of a sudden, Hugh Freeze's seat would have got super duper hot. I know that. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that one would have felt personal. As a, as a Bucks fan, um, there was one time in the playoff game, it was Drew Brees' last game actually, where they brought Jameis off the bench and they did a trick play. And Jameis threw like a 70-yard bomb. Now, we ultimately won the game this year that we went on to win the Super Bowl 2020 with Brady and all that. But um, just that feeling of I couldn't stand Jameis because obviously he sucked for Tampa. And he comes yeah. in bomb on us. I was like, oh, I wanted everybody fired right there as soon as that play was completed. I wanted the whole – I wanted everybody gone. Even my boy Carlton, I wanted everybody on that defense gone. So, I think I think it, w- it would probably have felt something like that. But, obviously, this is a this is a mute point. But that was a fun one to kind of see going around on social media for a couple of days. Like, boy, if that would have happened. Golf balls, I don't – Baked potatoes. potatoes yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I think I think baked potatoes would have been the choice. Potato guns are off the top shelf. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think he. I don't know. I don't think he coaches uh, D one football again. But I don't think he wants to. Yeah, I, I think he's just chilling on the mills. But um, a big game. Yeah, nine twenty one. Arkansas comes to town. Arkansas loses KJ Jefferson. Hmm. Uh, he hit the portal. Uh, they're bringing in Bobby P uh, for their OC 
You know, I, I think that's big for Arkansas, man. I, I really do. Um, I, I think he's a very talented recruiter, and I think you get him back into Fayetteville, and, um, you know, he's going to bring talent into that offense. And that was when Arkansas was at their best, you know, when he was at the helm before he, you know, ultimately oh, yeah. screwed up. And, uh, hmm. and they haven't been right since. So I think getting him back in that offense is big for the Hogs. Obviously, this is Sam Pittman. Uh, this is do or die year, right? So, yeah, for sure. I mean, his back's going to be up against the wall. Like I said, you get this at Jordan Hare Stadium. I'm with you, Dustin. You should be 4-0 going into that Oklahoma game. Yeah, I just put up Arkansas schedule real quick. They got UAB the week before us. So, um, you know, nothing, nothing. They should yeah. be ready to roll. But, yeah, um, like you said, that'll be – that's that's one of them teams where you're looking at this year and you're saying, all right, like you said, Sam Pittman barely made it through the year. So, um, that's going to be – and, they get, and uh, like I put up their schedule there. It was Their first three games are pretty easy. I say that they got Oklahoma State week two, but, um, you know, that, that, all eyes on Sam Pittman. See if Gus Malzahn might make an appearance back in the SEC if that job comes open, Blake. But, uh, yeah, if all things go the way that we think they should here, you're looking at what is a, should be a favorable start for Auburn. The fun one, man, like you said, you want this one to be at night. Oklahoma coming into Jordan-Hare, uh, their first year in the SEC. I'm going to be at this one, Blake. Uh, this is going to be a fun one, man. How excited are, are you for this one? Uh, I will be at this one also. And my guy, Josh Mahler, uh, who I also run a little podcast with on the side, um, he is a big Oklahoma fan, huge Oklahoma fan. And uh, he he is, uh, you know, he, he makes weekly tri- uh, trips down to Norman and everything to, to see the Sooners. And he is co- he's coming to the Plains for this game, and we're going to be set up and everything. And uh, I think, you know, just – Looking at Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league, man, I'm excited. Um, I made a tweet this morning saying, you know, just I love the new SEC. And I know it sucks not playing LSU every year. Like, I hate that, you know. And the more I see it now popping up on people's schedules, Hmm. I'm like, dude, there's no LSU there. Like, that sucks. But I see an Oklahoma and I'm going to eventually see a Texas and I know we're going to get to make a trip out to Oklahoma and Texas to see Auburn play in two uh, rich tradition stadiums and uh, just atmospheres and uh, great college football programs. Man, I'm excited for that. I think your league gets deeper. I think your conference as a whole and every sport gets deeper. We could even look at college golf and say, hey, we got better, you know. Uh, and and obviously just, you know, um, everything that kind of happened with, with uh, Venables, you know, I don't know if you remember. Well, I remember uh, very vividly the little, yeah, uh, I, I little figured jab you he did. took. Yeah, he took a jab. And, uh, like, basically, why would I want to go to Auburn? They're a dumpster fire. No, no alignment, he said. Meanwhile, no Auburn's never been more aligned. And this is a chance for him to step foot in front of the Jordan-Hare faithful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's going to be a big, big game because if you win that one, Dustin, then you go to Athens. You go to Athens, and uh, you're undefeated when you walk into Athens. And we know we – man, we, we got to make something shake in that rivalry. We've been down bad, and uh, it, it's starting to – it's starting to mirror – the Tennessee-Alabama rivalry, in my opinion, Mm. uh, where it's just gotten so lopsided that do you really even consider it a rivalry anymore? 
You know, I mean, it's, the other team's got to win every now and then. And uh, I feel like we got to get the monkey off our back, man. Yeah, and we haven't won in Athens since 05. The uh, the 4th and 12, or was it 4th and 12 or 4th and 18? Brandon Cox, uh, Ruma should do. And then the yeah. ball gets punched out when he's on the 5, and then we fall in it in the end zone and all that. And then they ultimately brought it back because you can't advance a fumble, and we kicked the game with a field goal to, to beat Georgia. That was the last time, man. And like you said, it's been, I don't even know, it's like 17 out of 20 or whatever that they've had yeah. on us. So it's, it's, like it's hard to call it. A rivalry, and yeah, it is approaching approaching Tennessee levels. It is depressing. So this would be an opportunity for Hugh, man, because this is it, this this schedule kind of mirrors uh, this last year's schedule, 2023s, in this way, where the first the first portion you're looking at it and saying, okay, you should come out of that clean. Uh, now, ultimately, we, we we stumbled at A&M. What we all before the season knew that that A&M game was going to be the test, right? Uh, but we, we all looked at the first three games and said, okay, you should handle it. And obviously, Auburn started 3-0. and Same thing here. You should start You should 4-0. and um, Then you get Oklahoma. Then you got to go at Georgia. Okay, cool, you get a bye. But then you got at Missouri and at uh, Kentucky. Blake, at Missouri and at Kentucky – are not easy trips on their own, and they're definitely not easy trips back to back, brother. I mean, when we when we when we first saw that Missouri was popping on the schedule, I was like, "Hey, you dropping LSU? You picking up a Mizzou? Okay, you dropping on Miss? You picking up a, a Missouri or Kentucky? Okay, yeah." Turns out, you know, um, now we should. You look at Kentucky and you think like, "Okay, Auburn should go to Kentucky and handle business." It took it took Cam Newton to pull something out of his ass to win at Kentucky. I can point to some other times we've gone down to Kentucky and had some weird trips, man. So uh, and they're killing the portal. Stretch, are they? They're killing the portal. Uh, man, I look at this like if you that game on nine twenty eight, man, that Oklahoma game. I just feel like that game is so important to the season because if you win that and you go to five and zero. Oh, and then you go to Uga and lose, and then you get a bye. That bye would soak up that loss, in my opinion, uh, and you, you'd get a week to just kind of, hey, like, you know, let's get right. We go to Mizzou. That's going to be tough, like you said. Um, then you got Kentucky. Like you said, uh, it, it's a tough place to play, man. Commonwealth Stadium is a tough place to play. Uh, they, they get rocking. They're loud. Um, like you said, that that 2010 game with Cam, uh, that was a tough go. I pulled it out. We were up big. They come back on us. We had to pull it out late with a field goal. Uh, but that back end, man, that back end looks very favorable. Vandy at the crib, Bowie, ULM, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, brand-new coach, whole roster looks to be hitting the portal. That looks like a game you could win. Um, you get them at home. I mean, dude, you're sitting – that Oklahoma game is so big to me because if you go to 5-0 and oh and just say, yeah, you do drop the next three, which I don't think you will, um, you know, you look at Vandy, ULM, and Texas A&M, I mean, you got a lot of momentum going into Alabama, you know. So, yeah. th- that's – I know we're so far out, and I know it's crazy talk to, you know, even be – thinking about this because we still got spring and we still got another portal window, but just 
speaking Auburn and what Auburn should do, yeah. you know, um, with having a, a quarterback returning on your roster and, you know, um, a lot of key pieces coming back. And I just think Auburn, man, like Oklahoma is going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Arkansas is going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Um, you know, Kentucky going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Vanderbilt breaking in. Are they going to have enough people to field a team? <laughs> yeah, Texas man. A&M basically in the same position, bro. Like a uh, new coach, people are hitting the portal left and right. I just think there's a lot of opportunity on the schedule, Dustin. Yeah, uh, you make an interesting point when you talk about the back half there. So when you're talking about Oklahoma, it, Oklahoma feels to me like the A&M game did this year, where yep. if you win that game, you know, that kind of shows you what direction the season could possibly go. And let's say, yeah, let's say, let's say you win that game and then you lose Georgia. You say you, you lose two of the next three because mm-hmm. uh, you're playing as three tough road SEC games. So you lose two of those three. That still has you at six and two with Vandy, then a bye, then ULM. But you could be at eight and two under that scenario. Now that you say it out loud, that X and M game, that Oklahoma game, is massive. I think that if you if we can get them at night with the energy that obviously would be inside the building, then that's you know that's that's the dream scenario for us. So, and one thing I wanted to mention when you talked about we're going to get to go to places like Oklahoma and go to places like Texas, we're going to get to go places like the Swamp again. And places like Neyland, that's another part of the schedule change is that you don't have to wait seven, eight years to go to Kentucky or go to Missouri. You know, the guys that uh, if you play out of school for four years, you will play that every SEC uh, stadium at least once. That is the goal. So I do love that. I hate I hate to drop an LSU man. There's personal relationships in my life that have made that rivalry a lot of fun. And it has been the craziest as far as just looking at the games and how they play out. It has been the wildest, craziest series of our lifetime, but I am excited <laughs> yeah. to get, you know, we're still going to see them every other year, or that's at least the way that they're, it's trending. I know they haven't finalized the way they're going to do these schedules, but um, they've only got the 24 finalized, but the what we're hearing and what they've, they've openly said is that they're going to really try to get it to where, you know, you can play everybody at least twice every four years. So I am a big fan of that. I, I want us to play Tennessee more in football. I want us to play Florida more in football. Uh, old rivalries, you know, that we have, we've, when the divisions went the way they went. But it is going to be weird not playing Ole Miss. It is going to be weird not playing Mississippi State. I'm happy that we were at least able to get that dub on Mississippi State and not have to sit around, you know, walk around with a multiple year losing streak to state. And uh, and Ole Miss, we do see you. We do have you circled. I can't wait for that one to come back again. <laughs> um, that 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 part of it, that part of it, does frustrate me because when you lose the teams like that, you can always say, "All right, we're running it back." And we knew this year. That's why. Uh, that's why I was so fired up all week for the Ole Miss game. I was like, "Cause I don't want to sit mm-hmm. on this L." But yeah, I mean, I overall, I am a, I'm a fan of the schedule here and the way that uh, just where the SEC is is trying to do this, incorporating these new teams. I'm. I'm not a fan of all the change just because that's just me. Like I'm just not, you know, I'm just a traditionalist type thing, but it is going to be fun. I have accepted it. So I'm fired up for Oklahoma coming in. I didn't even think about the, uh, the variables angle that you gave. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's let them know. And it's funny because it's, it's funny because the, uh, the alignments, the alignments never been better at Auburn, man. 
the alignment's never been. Now, I know that he interviewed at a different time. You know, he interviewed a year before. But um, <clears throat> or when did he did he interview did he interview Harson or was he interviewed uh did he interview with Hugh Process? Uh, it was Hugh. Interview with Hugh the Hugh Process. Or maybe it might have been Harson. Yeah, it was Harson, right? It was because Harson. He got because he got yeah. the first year they went out and went six and six or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, whatever, man. That I do look I do look forward to that one. Uh, Blake, big weekend this weekend though on the planes, man. And I wanted to talk about uh, some in homes that we had today, right? Uh, looking over here at the recruiting, Hugh and Jake Thornton did uh, in home visits with Cohen Eccles and Favor Edwin today. And these, Blake, these are battles that we have to win with only. I'm a big fan of this class, but with only one guy committed currently in DeAndre Carter down there on the offensive line. These these are big battles, man. We need to at least get one of those guys. Cohen Eccles, uh, for reference, was committed to Texas A&M, and he is going to go visit LSU this weekend as well. But as of right now, Auburn, from what I'm hearing, is sitting in is sitting well. Like you don't like you don't like him going to visit LSU, but you know that's that's the game, right? So the point I kind of want to make here in the second segment is, is, is when we look at these guys like Eccles, um, there's still work to be done with favor Edwin. This was a guy that, that we were crystal balled for. And then Florida got in the mix. And now all of a sudden it seems like he may be an Alabama lean because Bama got in the mix. Um, me and you, Blake have done some checking today on KJ Bolden. And this is third. We're recording this uh, Thursday night on the 14th and we didn't get, we haven't got back positive news, right? It seems like it's trending, it's trending towards Florida state. He's going to stay towards his commitment. Now that's not final. And we've still got a couple of days here. You know, anything can change, but as of right now, that's where we sit. LJ McCray posted a graphic today, seeming like, and then it was, did he come out and give a firm statement? No, but the, what the graphics say, I'm, I can't wait to be a Gator in a week, basically. It, it yeah. kind of seemed like it kind of seemed like he was saying, "Hey, man, I'm I'm a Florida Gator." Um, so we just, I'm not. It's not a negative thing. The point I'm trying to make here, man, is that when we look at these big names, because the class for the most part is complete, and then we have uh, we got some portal guys coming in this weekend as well. I was mentioning just the uh, the 24 high school guys there. It's a lot harder. The, the portal guys like to keep their stuff quiet, so you just kind of find out as that stuff you know leaks out um hopefully there is some big big time guys this weekend from the portal because we need some experienced guys at some positions but blake do you have any um you have any concern as we as we wind up this recruiting class here about just uh the way these things are trending i'm starting to get a little concerned about the line man i'm starting to get a little concerned about the offensive line uh just because you know like like favor edwin you know, I, I, I don't want to lose that battle to Alabama. Um, and when you really look at it, the one spot that we're struggling at is, you know, offensive line, interior offensive line. And it's, it's, um, it's a position that I'm tired of watching Auburn struggle at. And, you know, I, I know we made strides this year and, you know, I don't want to really – attack year one and what's going on but uh, i know the 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 class was thin and i know georgia and alabama hopped on everybody early and uh, just kind of really took us out of the game but it just kind of feels like um the kid from was it toledo 
Yes. Um, yes. And he know. went to Texas Tech. Yeah, and we were we were yeah. like all in is the word. We were all in. Yeah. We really wanted him. He didn't even give us a visit. And then the kid from Indiana. Yeah, he actually visited. He, yeah. he visited, and then all and of a sudden, pushed. he's like Colorado. Um, yeah. And yeah, we pushed hard. Yeah, and and I uh, I saw um, I saw Worm actually was like, bro, Auburn's everything I told you it was. Like, it's a great place. Like, you will do great there. And then bang, yeah. he's like, I'm a prime. Um, it's a little concerning, man. It is. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to panic just yet, but. You know, I'm I'm starting to worry that, you know, we're missing on guys. We're missing, and we're and we're getting beat. So, I want things to uh, I want things to turn around and us start winning some battles here in the next couple of days. Yeah, this is this is crunch time, man. So I like. I mean, no matter no matter where it, uh, how this all ends up, Auburn's going to finish with a top twelve, top fifteen class, right? So Hugh's done a great job. Yeah. But we're just talking about these these last couple battles. Auburn trying to finalize this class, and yeah, I just not trending not not trending in the right way for any of the big fish. At least from what we've heard, you know, you never know, right? Um, I, I feel I feel really good about my KJ Bolden source. But again, I've said this a million times on the KJ Bolden one. That one's going to be a signing day thing. Like that one will be for sure. You know, locked down on signing day because he's just. Um, I think he really loves FSU, and I think he really loves Auburn. And these are yeah. these are tough choices for kids to make, right? Um, but yeah, I, I share your concern with offensive line because um, it, it gets to the point to where everything you said is true. The twenty the twenty four class is super thin, and the important states that Auburn recruits from that, and and that plays a big factor. And Georgia and Alabama have had their hands on the on the on the guys that they want for two or three years, yeah. and that is a big factor. Um, but ultimately, none of that has anything to do with the Toledo the Toledo transfer situation that you mentioned. None of that has anything to do with the favor or the uh, the Indiana situation. The player from Indiana that you mentioned, favor Edwin. You offered him before Bama. You were in the boat before Bama. And then they came in the picture and knocked you out. That has nothing to do with previous relationships or anything like that. And you have one commitment on the offensive line. Now he's a stud. Yeah. But you but DeAndre Carter can't block everybody. Now we've you know we added the kid, uh, we added the JUCO kid, Wilfred. We added the Sedna kid uh, in the mid, like right there at the beginning of the season. I'm not even sure how that uh, technically where he fell, right? Like I don't know if he mm-hmm. counted for the 23 class. I don't know how all that worked. If he counted as a portal edition for last year's class, if he goes to this year's portal edition, I'm not sure because that was weird timing or the super weird situation in Northwestern when the kids were up, <laughs> when they when they were available, you know, and we went there and got them. So there have been some ways where we've maneuvered in there and got some guys, but it's not enough it's not enough and you Mm. mentioned it's frustrating from the standpoint of it again offensive line again we need a class where we sign six seven eight of these boys we need a heavy a heavy offensive line class with a lot of you know big time prospects in there um and it's just this right now right now it's not enough you've got to in my opinion like a guy like Cohen Eccles, you cannot let him go to Baton Rouge this weekend and then come out of there committed. 
You can't, yep. man. You can't. Yep. It, it, you can't allow it to happen from perception standpoint and the fact of you need to have some offensive linemen in this class. Same thing with Favor Edwin. You got to find a way to close this one out. You, you got to find a way to That's win this damn battle. I mean, because you lost a battle on the offensive line to Stanford earlier in the year. You lost a battle to Georgia Tech on the offensive line earlier in the year. And I'm not hitting the panic button either. We acknowledge all the issues. We've talked about them at length as to why this offensive line class. That's why we're giving the benefit of the doubt on the situation the way we are. Otherwise, I would be raising serious red flags. Um, But it is now, Blake, in my opinion, it is now a situation to monitor. Yeah, uh, 2025, better get ready. Yeah, we got to hammer it. Mm-hmm. We got to hammer it. Uh, and, and that's a – I feel like that's a pretty nice class, you know. Uh, I feel like there's all a right. lot of talent in there, and I feel like there's some opportunity for Auburn to really hammer it. And uh, let's get big up front, man. Let's let's get back to them old offensive lines that Auburn used to have, you know. You don't we, have we to leave just at Alabama in the, for the 25 class and offensive line. You don't have to. Yes. Bro. And and let's get back to what we used to do, man, where we were moving people and you know, we had, you know, a first round draft pick on, on our offensive line and, and we had all Americans on our offensive line and like uh, you know, but let's get back to that, you know, and, and I know we got a stud. I know we got a stud up there right now. I ain't worried about him. But I wanna see I wanna see these I wanna see these classes start stacking. Yeah. You know, I, get back to what Auburn used to be, Dustin. Yes, sir. Uh, but some positive news was Jeffrey Lee from over at uh, Auburn Live. He did put in a crystal ball for Amari Williams or Amaris Williams, I believe is how you say it. He's a uh, he was committed to the University of Florida. I guess he's still committed. He may have decommitted, but he is a four-star defensive lineman, top 100 player. Kind of interesting because we thought like LJ and Cray was the guy there, and now it's looking like mm-hmm. he's going to end up staying at Florida. Uh, but it is like we're going to flip Williams here. So again, uh, a top 100 player. Um, that right there, if you if you if you add him, now I believe that's going to put you around like seventh, somewhere in that range. Uh, so that would be a big addition that would help you jump a couple uh, spots. And we just mentioned the offensive line. Obviously, if the offensive line's important, the defensive line's important. We mention it every time we bring up recruiting. The trenches is where it all starts. So a top 100 player, if we are able to pull off this flip, hell yeah. And I think that uh, if, if we pull that one off, that'll kind of complete the, the 24 cycles defensive line. And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Jamonte Waller on the edge. I'm a big fan of Joseph Phillips on the edge. And I love how you've kind of built it with Malik Blockton, a guy that could do some inside stuff, but it was more like a traditional end, you know, and then, um, and then uh, my guy TJ Lindsay as well. So, and then we have the, we have the nose guard of uh, Dimitri Nichols, but it seems like Bama, Miami, everybody's popped in there and made that one interesting. So we're, that one is kind of up in the air right now. But I, I like our defensive line class, Blake. So I do think that we've made improvements recruiting-wise in every area outside of the offensive line. So And it's it's just it's just not having – I mean, one guy is just not enough. That's really where we're at on that. I like this pickup, uh, especially going down into Gainesville and making it happen, you know. Um, big South Carolina kid. I think, what was he, the number 12 D lineman in the country? Um, yeah, he's up there. He's a highly rated kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's highly rated. Uh, I think he's like 6'3", 6'4", 
like almost 300 pounds, something like that. Yeah, pull it up um, here. Yeah, pull it up. I'm pretty sure he – I think he's like 6'3", 6'4". If I remember correctly. And I'm getting this information from Auburn Live. Let's see. Yeah, Jeff Lee with the, with the prediction here. Top 100 recruit, Amaris Williams. He is being recruited by Ohio State, Tennessee, and Georgia. 6'3", 265 pounds. He is the number 90 overall recruit, according to On3, in the 2024 class. Number two in the state of North Carolina, and he is the number 12th overall defensive lineman. And that's uh, the thing I like about On3's rating, Blake's, is they take in all of the ratings from across rivals, 24-7, and ESPN. So I do like the way they do it. Again, this is uh, courtesy of Auburn Live. Yeah, 6'3", 265. I knew he wasn't quite 300. That's a little big, but uh, 265, man. Um, yeah, a talented player, and you go get him. And, you know, look, if Auburn doesn't land LJ McCray, look, they, they gave a hell of a shot, you know. Right. Uh, they went down there. They battled. Uh, and, you know, hey, if you land this kid, you, like you said, top seven, top eight class, you know, and for people like my guy like Mike Dog. Uh, who just wants to absolutely <laughs> shit on Auburn in every episode that we post. Um, Get a life to work. Uh, look, look, Mike, <laughs> you know, you, you say that Auburn ain't nothing and, and Auburn sucks and, you know, all of this stuff. But, dog, we lost to New Mexico State 31 to 10. Look at me, Mike. We lost <laughs> 31 to 10, brother, and we're about to have a top 10 recruiting class. All right, Mike? I know that hurts you, dog, but your team is in the playoffs and you're worried about Auburn over here. It just goes to show you're worried what Hugh Freeze and this staff is doing, Mike. So we we love you. We appreciate you. We have fun with it, all right? Yeah, but it just goes to show – It just goes to show, Dustin, that Auburn's coming, man. Auburn's coming and they're getting talent. And it's the talent that we didn't have. We went from getting Mountain West talent to now we're getting SEC talent again. And yeah, yeah that was a shot at Potato Head <laughs> for sure. Uh, one th I know that I wrote down earlier. Uh, one that says for you, you mentioned uh, you wanted Cal at night, bro. I want Cal at ten in the morning. I would put it at ten in the morning, so it's eight in the morning on them boys. I would do them the same way, well, just opposite of what they did us, because. 10 a.m. is early, but I think we'd be okay because it feel like eight to them. I'd, I'd pop them with something goofy, bro. I I get that, but like, bro, that moving. I'll tell y'all something. So when I went out to Oregon, I never really believed like the time change mm -hmm. could affect you the way it does. I'd never been out west. I'd been east, but never been out west. And when I'm telling you, I do not know how those people do it. Mm on the West Coast, bro, playing Pac-12 after dark. Because when we were at the uh, USC game and they didn't kick off until 7.30 Pacific time, man, bro, like, because my body was set to 9.30 Central. Right, so I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm just like, man, I'm so tired. And it's <laughs> 7.30 Pacific time. And it's like, me and my brother, bro, we were going to sleep at like 9 o'clock 
Pacific time. And we were waking up at like 4 a.m. because we were yeah. used to waking up at 6, you know. And so it was just weird, man. It was super weird. But, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you on the cow stuff. It's going to be it's going to be difficult on them coming uh, to the central time zone like we had to go out west last year on Pacific time. Um, but, man, favorable schedule. Recruiting is hot. Um are we about to wrap this thing up, Dustin? Because I was going to yeah, give a yeah. final thought whenever you get yeah. ready. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give my final thought here real quick. Nothing important. Just want to say that if you watched that basketball broadcast yesterday, goodness gracious, man. I good, Like, what in the world were we subjected to for two hours? If anybody from whoever was involved in that ever comes across this podcast, hear me when I tell you. I'm sure Huntsville is a great place. I know it's a great place. I've been there. Um Beautiful city, all that. I hope that they have. I hope the economy does great. I hope that the families of Huntsville stay together. I hope the school system thrives. I hope all their plumbing runs well. I hope the electricity's a okay. I wish Huntsville nothing but the best, brother. I do not give a damn when we are hooping about you interviewing mayors and city councilmen and whatever in the world. And I'm not even, people were like really going after the announcers. I'm not even going to go after the announcers because I don't know if they had a fair shake. If that was the plan for the broadcast as a whole, that was bad, bad, bad. And uh, Blake tweeted out and it got a ton of traction and a ton of interactions. Next time we're on ESPN Plus, we will just live stream the game for you guys so you can watch or you can you can watch the game with us. You can mute it and, and we'll talk and we'll goof around and we'll have a good time and we'll just be pro Auburn homers because... They didn't even talk about ball. They were talking about voting districts and divorce rates. That was insane. That was insane. But whatever, man. Well, let me see here. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm looking. Um, boy, I don't know where it is, but whatever. Um There'll be one, and we'll do a live stream. What is what is oh, man? What is his name? Um, Brinks, <clears throat> Brinks, Bob Bobby Brinks. I guess that is his name. Um, so last night, a couple Auburn players were on IG Live mm. with uh, Ryan Williams, and uh, we had a at a say he's nine years old, ten years old, maybe at the max. Right. Uh, Connor gets on and Connor's spitting, bro. Connor, I mean, he's just letting Ryan know, like, hey, bro, like, we got the eagle, we got the tumors, we got the lemonade, like, we got everything, dog. Like, like, come to Auburn, man. Like, we'll we'll remember you forever. Like, if you go to Alabama, you're just another Waddle, you know. You're just another Jerry Judy, like, just another guy, you know. So come to Auburn, and um, after. All of this happened, man. Like, bro makes a threat to a kid, and um, it could it could have been a joke or whatever. But I'm gonna give my piece on it, and uh, I'm a father of two, and I know young studs probably 22 years old, and he's bulletproof. Um, I I get that, you know. Uh, but when it comes to a kid on IG Live, probably talking to a guy that he's watched in high school and he probably follows um, and, and, you know, his dad probably follows Ryan Williams's recruitment. 
and uh, they're probably big fans. You know, I know how I feel about kids in the state, man. I want to see kids in the state do well no matter where they go. I want to see them succeed. I love the state of Alabama. But when you attack a kid, dog, that is extremely too far. That is way too far. Cancel the rivalry. I don't want to look at it any other way. All right? You leave a, a child out of it. I don't care if it was a joke. I don't care how you meant it. I don't give a damn. You leave a kid out of it. And for you to say that you would put him six feet deep, that is ridiculous, bro. That's ridiculous. Like, at the end of the day, I don't give a damn about football. Connor's dad should be on somebody's neck right now. Hmm. Point blank, period. At the end of the day, he's a child, man. And he was out there having fun because he loves Auburn. And, he, bro, he don't even know what's really going on right now, bro. He's nine, ten, all right? The only thing I can really – I'm 32, bro. The only thing I can really remember when I was 10 was bits and pieces of things, all right? So, you know, he gets it, but but he don't – you know, he he's 10. He's a kid. So, my thing is, man, is you're a, co- you're a college guy, you know. Like I said, you're in a frat at Alabama, whatever. That's what his Twitter page says. Why are you talking to a 10-year-old like this? Why don't you come talk to somebody else like that that's, you know, your own age or, uh, you know, any Auburn fan? Like, talking to a 10-year-old, man, like, that's piss poor. I don't agree with it. Uh, It rubbed me the wrong way. And that's why I I slung a couple tweets off today (laughs) because, uh, like I said, I'm a father of two, man, and and I don't roll with that. And uh, it pissed me off. And – I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you let stuff, you know, bother you and, and everything like that. Um, nah, man, it's it's keep it about football. Keep the rivalry about basketball. Keep it about baseball, whatever sport you follow. Keep it about that. Uh, don't be attacking little kids. And that's, this goes for Auburn fans too, bro. Like, if you hop on an Alabama, it's a child, man. Like, let it go. Leave it alone. Uh, keep it Keep it the same age, you know, like. I'm cool with talking. I'm cool with talking trash, but there's a right. line, bro. There's a <laughs> line. So uh, that one rubbed me the wrong way. I'm sure the guy's a great dude. I'm sure he just got overheated. Uh, Might have had some things going on, but he apologized. And uh, and like I said today, bro, that's all you had to do instead of doubling down on the situation is just write up an apology and say, "Hey, bro, I'm sorry." And he did that. So uh, obviously, that shows a little maturity. Uh, on his part and uh you know hopefully he moves past it but uh next time man really think before you hit sin <laughs> on that tweet uh and just know that you're talking to a 10 year old bro yeah yeah good stuff Blake I'm glad that I missed all that I'm glad that I didn't see any of that wasn't wasn't a part of any of that I have definitely embraced the philosophy post and ghost for the most part um because yeah. it's just goodness gracious out there on the internet boy I think uh today I said hey um if Ryan Williams 
if Ryan Williams doesn't go to Auburn, the other four receivers we got are studs. And then there, of course, there are people going, oh, so you don't want Ryan Williams? Like, yeah, whatever, man. It's uh, a <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> not what I said. It's a crazy place out there on the internet. Yeah. Uh, look, Sunday, 3 p.m., we will be back. Let's we'll see, the USC game is what at 12? So, yeah, we should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should you know they got to fly go. back. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. I remember when y'all called our baseball game we was about to win in the extra innings? Yeah. They had to, yeah, okay. Yeah, but good luck with all that when you're traveling across the country for every yeah. sport for when you join the Big Ten. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, we, so we should be good to go uh, 3 p.m. Sunday. We'll be back after the USC game, man. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. More Damigo. We'll see you guys Sunday. We're out. More damn, baby.